Happy Tuesday, Owl Nation, February 23rd, back with another Owl or Nothing podcast. Chris Lynn and... I'm Jay Turiano. Jay Turiano, back at it again. How are all the listeners doing out there? I think they're good. Consistency has been key right now, I think. I, I Last semester, last Owl or Nothing 1.0, I, I missed a bunch of, of podcasts with uh, my kids being sick or injured and stuff like that, so... Let's go. You got two in a row. I know. This That's is, what they call a winning streak. A winning streak. I feel, I feel like it was always something. I, I think that I think that that's what we'll go with. And Ken Sweeten's here too, everybody. It's a rain on my parade. Unbelievable. So side note for everybody here, all of our listeners. I'm pretty fortunate with my, my living arrangements. I live on a lake. And the lake is completely frozen. Spent all weekend ice skating. On my lake, it was awesome. Are you it a good was, ice skater? It was. I'm a great ice skater. How about the kids? Did you teach them, or do yeah. they know how to? They know yeah, how to we skate? just uh, we just bought them ice skates yesterday. Awesome. So, but I myself, I've I for some reason I I probably would be okay playing hockey. I just can't stop. I can skate quick. I can turn. I can. I just have a tough time stopping. That's the one thing I don't think hockey players get enough credit for. I mean, you know. Playing baseball, basketball, you you know, you're running. Right. They have to learn how to master skating. Oh, yeah. And the game of hockey. Yeah. So I, I really respect hockey players. For yeah, that. it's not easy. But our no, lake was a, was a hub of active people ice fishing out there. The guy next to us, like, uh, had his snowblower, made a whole rink. Guy down the lake did the same thing. Tons of pond hockey or lake have hockey. Have you ever done played. ice fishing? No. I've done that. That's pretty interesting. That's I fun. Don't, I don't like regular fishing, so I don't think ice fishing would be very good for me. Yeah, it was cool, though. It was a good experience. You would enjoy it. I doubt that. When do the Yankees play? Does anybody know? Don't they start February today? 28th, I believe, is the first game against the... I think they're playing the Blue Jays spring training. Looking forward to it. Are you? Yeah, it's been great seeing do you all... Like, do you like it, watching spring training baseball? Yeah, you, definitely. You're weird. You're I weird mean, I've cat. been loving just seeing all the, 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 you know, the content coming out of spring training. Just hearing the, the ball hit the mitt is, is amazing. I mean, and seeing our guys downstairs... Just listen to that ball hit the mitt. It's one of the best sounds in the world. Signs of life yep. at Southern Athletics. It's been really, really good. It's been awesome. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. The one yeah. thing I will say that's nice is we, for our listeners, we used to have a group of people. We played lunchtime basketball. So we would play every day from 12 to 1. And we always had pretty good runs. I mean, I, I mean I'm by far the best player that played. So, you know, it was a lot of fun for me. Maybe not fun for people that had to cover me, but... The thing that stunk was baseball would always kick us off the court like 15 minutes early. So I'm happy for them that they don't have to feel bad. Because I think Coach Shea felt bad that he was doing that, that he was kicking us off a little early. So I'm happy for them. And I'm sad for us that we're not playing right now. Yeah, I'm just happy that we got some games on the schedule. I cannot wait. I know. I know. About a month away. Speaking of games, it looks like we'll be announcing uh, the Ending 10 is approved. And it looks like we'll be announcing schedules this week. Awesome. Awesome. Big news. That's Big breaking news, news right there. That's so, breaking news right there. I'm excited. So we're speaking of Coach Shea in baseball. And who's our guest today? It's Coach Shea. Coach Shea, the all-time winningest coach in Southern history. Co- welcome. Welcome, Coach Shea. How are you? Great to be here with you guys. Fantastic to have you here. Three-time any 10 Coach of the Year. According to the website, it was it was two times. But we just fixed it right now. Ken, Ken updated it. So he's three-time Coach of the Year now. So that's good. Been to the College World Series twice. Did you just fire one back at me? Was that was that like well, was I, that I, like payback for earlier? Is that uh, what, the, what that what that was? Maybe, maybe. Okay. College World Series twice. So it's um I actually one of the best as a student here. Well, I think maybe I was full time, but were you a student here? 
when they when we hosted the regional over at Yale. Oh yeah, it was such a Blast. great time. That was awesome. My favorite memory from that was being able to be the scoreboard operator at Yale. You're in center field. You walk up a ladder and you manually put them in. Yeah. You're watching the whole game from a little a little hole in the yeah. wall. It was an awesome experience. Well, Not for me though. That was a tough one. <laughs> we got beat twice on the last day. <laughs> yeah, I remember that too. I was working the entry gate that day down the uh, third baseline. That was a tough one. We're a little unlucky. A little unlucky. Two to one game, yeah. bottom of the eighth, bases loaded, our four hitter up, Geffert, and uh, hit a missile to the third baseman, double play, and, you know, he got beat two to one. And I, I will say that's the one, <clears throat> the worst part about baseball. You can do, as a hitter, you can do everything right, rope right at someone, and you fail. Yeah. Everything right. That's just. Just want to let the listeners know that's my least favorite part about the game of baseball. Do everything right. It's a good point. You know what else our listeners may not know is, Coach, you played here. Yeah, I did. I played here uh, four years in the uh, in the set, in the eighties. Um, Were you good? Were you a good ball player? I, you know, I was. I, I was you were okay. too shabby. I was all right. What position did you play? I was shortstop. The leader of the infield. Who was your head coach? Uh, Joe Bandiera, my mentor. That's Great awesome. guy. Yeah. Yeah, and then you started coaching under him, right? That's how you got started here. Yeah, yeah, I came back and uh, I was his assistant coach for eleven years before taking the head job. So, uh, yeah, he's a great man. Somebody I stay in t- contact with, you know, at least once a month uh, to this day. So, what are some things you learned from Coach B that you know you? The way he interacted with his players, you mm-hmm. know, he made it he, at least for me, and I know for a lot of other guys, he, he just made it fun. You know, uh, he enjoyed uh, he enjoyed being with the guys. Um, you know, we have so many Joby stories and uh, Bandierisms uh, and um, just so many things about uh, his 26 years as a head coach. Obviously, I wasn't a part of all of that, but, um, you know, having played four years and coached with him for 11, um, I was there for almost 50% of that time. So uh, just a, a great man. Another interesting fact for our listeners is you coached your son here at Southern. I did. What was that like? That was, uh, it, it was highs and lows. Yeah. You know, it really was. Um, it took us a couple years just to figure it out a little bit. Um, you know, uh, you're a parent, you yeah. know, you know, we got um, Kenny over here as a dad as well. Uh, it, you know, you're tough on your kids. You yeah. know, you want them to do well. Uh, you expect them to, to, to represent you and, and obviously everything you're teaching. Um, so when, um, you know, when, when TJ would, would kind of fall off track a little bit, obviously it was, uh, I had to pull him back in a little bit. So, um, so we had some tough times there. There's many times on the bus ride home, I'd be texting him. He'd be in the bag. I'd be like, T, I'm, I'm sorry about that. You know, just, you know. <laughs> so are you saying you were harder on your son than the rest of the athletes? No doubt. No, no doubt. doubt. No doubt. Yeah, there was a, there was a game, highs and lows, but one of the yeah. lows was, um, um, his sophomore year, uh, right before the conference tournament, uh, I ended up suspending him for for the conference tournament game for you know not not hustling something I probably wouldn't have done to somebody else. I would have okay. let it slide a little bit, but well, you know, make it, and made uh, an example of him, I guess. Right? Nah, it was it was tough. <laughs> it was tough on him, but um, you know, the 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 high I think was uh, in the World Series his freshman year. You know, hitting a three-run home homer run, against right? Sonoma, I remember Sonoma State that. helped us win that game. Um, you know, and then after the game, doing post post uh, post game interviews with him sitting next to me and and hearing him, you know, just deflect everything away from himself and talking about the team and 
you know, that I was very proud, very proud moment. So, uh, yeah, it was tough. It was tough, but uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. That's awesome. I, I always used to joke around with like the students that worked for us and we'd like walk to the field house and you'd be yelling at them. And I'd say, like, geez, <laughs> like we're like a little kid. Like I imagine like, can't come home for dinner tonight, TJ. Go find somewhere else to go have dinner tonight. Like I can envision those kind of conversations yeah. happening in places. Um, so switching gears a little bit, what were what was one of your favorite teams that you coached throughout your times here at Southern? Uh, cliche. They're they're all they're all special, all different, a little way. Okay. Um, but um, you know when you when you talk about um, some of the success, um, the first year was important. You know and. I mean, we started out really, really well, um, and then we struggled down the stretch. But um, coming out that year and doing as well as we did, uh, getting close to a regional. And that um, was your first season coaching? First season, yeah. Okay. We were t- 25 and 4, I think, when we started, and we, we struggled the last two weeks of the season, which hurt us. Um, and then, in o- oh, a couple years later, we make it to the World Series, you know, in 04. That was a special team, mm-hmm. you know. We were just talking about it in the office because I uh, just hired our our uh, new assistant coach, Brian Hayden, who was a member of that team in 05. So we were kind of going down memory lane a little bit. And, uh, you know, we had some key players that went down throughout the course of that year. You know, you you lose one of your better players. You know, sometimes it takes you into a tailspin, but we had the next guy step up, and that happened numerous times for us. And to end up getting to the World Series that year was pretty special. And then, obviously, 10 and 11, my, my current full-time coach Eddie Bethke was a member of the 10 team captain of that team that was the team that got beat twice on the last day at Yale Field should have gone to the World Series but you know it didn't work out and and then 11 obviously with my son as a freshman and we had some great guys on that team um you know great leadership with uh you know Kyle Rosadino and Nikki Nikki DeProspo and you know and and we got to the national semifinals so uh those are those are some special times so, so that's kind of a good segue into my what I was going to bring up is Ed Bethke. He's your assistant coach. He played for you. Do you see similarities between you and Eddie when you played and then came back and coached like you did for, for Joe? Is that You know, times are different, mm-hmm. you know, so different generations, that kind of thing. Um, but Eddie's definitely, as a player, as a left-handed pitcher for us, was one of the finest lefties that we've ever had, competed his tail off. Um I always knew anytime I gave him the ball, we had a chance to win. You know, uh, he, he wasn't a guy that lit up the radar or anything like that, but he just knew how to pitch. He knew how to get guys out, and he knew how to compete. He wasn't afraid. He didn't back down to anybody. The, those are the things that he tries to, to get across to his current staff. You know, he's, he's uh, very open about the fact that, you know, where he was, uh, his talents as a player and, what, and the things that he was able to accomplish um, – you know, sends the message to those guys that, listen, just work hard, you know, and, and, and nothing's without, uh, is it, everything's within reach. So it's great to have Eddie. He's very loyal, you know, and he, and he does a great job, does a great job for us. And he doesn't pass the basketball either. <laughs> he doesn't. He loves to Eddie shoot. Eddie likes to shoot. I mean, he's shooting. Shoot he's shoots. Get, when he's getting off the bus, he's shooting the basketball, <laughs> I think. But he can shoot, though. Oh, he can. He just doesn't ever pass to me, and I'm the best player out there, so I always get a little <laughs> upset about that. So, um, how's uh, how's training been going far uh, so far? Different, first couple di- weeks, obviously yeah. different this this year with COVID, um, but it's going well. Um, we started with uh, smaller groups and um, kind of worked our way up. Last week we were fifty percent of the roster, so we had to have like two separate practices. And this starting this week today, we're we're full full team. So um, you know we we've gotten ourselves in pretty good condition. Um, 
you know, some bullpens going and uh, obviously some BP and defensive uh, drill work. Now we're kind of trying to get ourselves going into more uh, team stuff and, and some live situations uh, to get the guys ready to, to play, hopefully soon. Speaking of bullpens, who should uh, the listeners, you know, when, when the Owls hit the field, look out for on the mound? Who are some pitchers this year? I'll tell you, you know, I, every, every team that's been successful that I've been a part of here has had a great staff. Um, and, and that's, you know, no different, I think, this year. I think we have a great opportunity to do well, primarily because we have a great pitching staff. You know, we have um, guys that have returned to the rotation, um, Zach Rogers, Brandon White, Joe Nemchek, they're at the top. And then we, we added some some younger guys, you know, some freshmen coming in, first-year guys, Stevie Phillips and Mikey Sturmer, the, that we think will impact that rotation. And then some veteran uh, relief guys, you know, Tommy Hughes, uh, Patrick Weebler, um, Mike Ferret, uh, Spencer Fox. You know, there's a lo- lot, a lot of guys out there. Um, you know, we're, we're 14, 15 deep that will all have an opportunity to help us uh, win some games. So we're very excited about that. It all starts with pitching, Certainly as you does. know, Coach A. Yeah. How about defensively in the batter's box? Who are some guys uh, Al fans should uh, look forward to? Uh, so our leader, year? our leader, uh, you know, two of our leaders, Brendan Ebert's back on the mound as well. as mm-hmm. uh, It was a starter early in his career and now is kind of a bullpen guy for us. But um, similar to Coach Bethke, just goes out and competes his tail off. And then Mike DiMartino is our catcher. He's back again. Uh, we're very excited to have those two guys decided to return. Uh, they were both our captains last year, so they're going to provide uh, great leadership uh, to our team. But we're, we're young. Other than Mike starting behind the plate, we're pretty young uh, positionally. You know, we had Jack Drury at first and Tyshawn Diaz and Zach um, Bedrizic all as freshmen last year in the ten, short season, and we had 10 games. All got experience. Um, Mike Ferret, who who is a redshirt sophomore, uh, was our third baseman. He's competing there. Um, two other freshmen in the infield, uh, Derek Gigello and Chad Fideli, going to add some uh, needed depth. And then the outfield, we moved Tony uh, Tony Zambito, who I think can can be one of the best players in the conference because of what he can do um, on on the offensive side of things. He's our catalyst, leadoff hitter. Um, you know, should steal 40 bags, should score over 40 runs. You know, the challenge is moving him into the into the outfield, into left field. He's been working extremely hard. I wouldn't have done it if I didn't think he can handle it. I think it makes us better as a team. Andrew uh, Ainge is, is a transfer, Division One from Binghamton. He's going to anchor center field. And then we have a bunch of uh, other guys competing in right field. Billy Sullivan, a fresh, redshirt freshman. Peyton Farina, redshirt freshman. Eric Ross, Jared Smith. Um, so, so young, you know, so the future's also bright, you know, uh, future's also bright. So we're, we're excited about, um, you know, where we are and, and, uh, uh, where we're hopefully headed. So we've mentioned COVID a couple times and something I'm interested about is, you know, from, from a, a collegiate athletic standpoint, the fall teams were done. Um, they, you know, they had finished their seasons. The winter teams were sort of wrapping up. I know basketballs and, and things like that were sort of getting into their conference and silly tournaments, but their seasons were so starting to come to an end. Yours had just started. What was the sentiment like when amongst your players and your staff, when you got a phone call saying, Hey, that's it. We're not, this is, we're shutting this down. We're not doing this. Like, what was that like as a coach? And what, what was your team like? 
I tell you what, it was um, at, at first it was like we can't believe this this potentially may happen. You start you first you started hearing like some D threes were shutting it down and things like that, and you're like, is this really going to happen? And we had just played Queens on the weekend, um, a doubleheader at home on a Sunday, and um, we were flying to Florida on Wednesday. And uh, I think it was practice on Monday that we found out, you know, everything was shutting it down. Um, so it was uh, it was shocking for everybody, mm-hmm. you know. And then you just didn't know, you know, how long, what, 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 you know, what, you know, COVID was so new and, you know. So it was tough. It was, it was difficult. It was really difficult. What are you looking forward to the most? First game day. Yeah, just what are you looking forward to the most? Just being out there, getting a third base coach. What, what are you? What are you looking? Yeah, um, yeah, just playing again. Yeah. You know, um, seeing the guys running back on the field and and being excited about it, being able to participate in their collegiate uh, seasons. Um, you know, it's 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 going to be a great a great feeling for everybody after what we've gone through uh, and continue to go through all the safety protocols and whatnot, you know, uh, you know, we talk about it as a group all the time that you just can't assume that it's going to happen. You got to make sure you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And we just talk about controlling what we can control. You know, um, there's a lot of things that are out of our control, but wearing a mask, socially distancing, you know, doing those things that, that uh, the safety protocols, that's what we can control to make sure that our season happens. So, but the guys are really excited to have that opportunity again. So I have a question for you. Sure. Not baseball related. And you may no, may or may not know this, Jay. Okay. You were a pretty good football player, weren't you? Yeah, I played high school football. But I heard that you were like, you weren't just an average high school football player. I heard you were, you were pretty above average. Uh, undersized, though. Okay. <laughs> undersized. I was a receiver, defensive back. Uh, played at Notre Dame and West Haven, right around the corner here. Um, really enjoyed game days. You know, the difference between, for me anyway, football and baseball, is with baseball, I enjoyed every day. I enjoyed practice. I enjoyed everything about it. (laughs) With football, I just enjoyed game day. Um, So, um, but, um, yeah, so when it came to, you know, graduating and moving on, it it was pretty an easy decision for me just to stick to baseball. So, so I'm going to tell you a quick funny story, interesting story. We've all worked, Ken, myself, Cubby, we've all worked baseball games, and these are like a lot of funny behind the scenes things that you don't even realize because you're coaching, but that we do. And ready for the story, Kendall? You may have actually been here when this happened to me. I was thrown out of a baseball game. Uh, I wasn't here for that. I was ejected by the umpire from a baseball game. Did you know that, Jay? I think I've heard this story. <laughs> so the the current <laughs> thing is right now, if there's a couple foul balls, we have students, they go and get them and they bring them to the dugout. They hand them to the dugout. Well, when I was a student, that's not what we did. We would throw them over the backstop to the umpire. And there was a, a, a UA, his name was Zoran Z. We called him Zoran Kossin. So my first day working baseball, he says, hey, he says, let's play a game who can get closest to the umpire. So I was like, all right. So we would, we'd have to land it and roll it close to the umpire. We, we started that game, yeah. actually. It was actually me and uh, Carmine Rinaldi who were sitting in the press box yeah. playing that game who can get it, who can throw it at the umpire. Yeah, so I, I, I hit the umpire. And, and, they, Z, and Z was around for that. Thing. Yeah, so they ejected me. He, threw, he turned around, he says, asked who threw it. And I thought it was like, the refs were, uh, the umpires were in on. I didn't, I raised my hand and he threw me out. Mr. Cito had to walk me to my car. So, little side note to everybody. That's not that's why that we don't happens. play that game anymore. That's why that game's ended. Yeah, because of me. Bad game. Sorry, sorry <laughs> about that, Coach. I just wanted to bring that up. That's one of my favorite baseball stories. 
How well, we do- at least you left without causing a scene. No scenes. I just, I, I was too new. I couldn't cause a scene. I was, I was a brand new student here. Coach, I got a baseball one for you. What do you think of analytics? I mean, you know, it's so important in Major League Baseball now. Are you more still the old school guy where you don't look at that as much? Um, what are your views on analytics? Yeah, I, no, I understand its place. But, yeah, first of all, re- from a resource standpoint, we don't have a lot of the, the tools to be yeah. able to do some of that yeah. stuff. But um, but we do some analytic stuff in terms of, um, yeah, I guess you can call it that. For example, we were just talking about yesterday how our hitters are going to you know, be charting their live at bats and, you know, pitch by pitch and just to see and learn as we progress through our, our, uh, our, um, you know, our off season here leading up mm-hmm. our preseason, um, things that they might be able to pick up, you know, are they getting themselves out by rolling over on first pitch sliders or, you know, th- just things like that. And so that's on a lower scale, obviously it doesn't take any mechanics or anything like that. They're just charting pen and pencil, things like that. So th- there, there's obviously a place for stuff um but um i'm an eyeball kind of guy you know um i wouldn't necessarily consider myself old school Uh, you know you know i think my eyes will will tell me the truth on on situations and things that we you should be doing or need to do gotcha so i think it's time i think it's time we uh little segment we we go with our rapid fire segment to coach shea Let's do it. First off, I just want to say, on this day in Owl's history, in 2017, left-handed pitcher Jim, Jimmy Fuller signed a minor league deal. Wow. He was also drafted by the Mets uh, in 08. Okay. Um, tw- 20 or 21st round. So right, let's get into the lightning so round. So rapid fire here, lightning round, whatever we call it. Uh, the name yep. changes all the time. But Jay's just going to throw out some questions. First thing that comes to your mind, you got to answer it. Oh, boy. So, I mean. You ready, Coach? I guess. Favorite movie. Tin Cup. That's a good one. I, I always ruin these segments, but I watched <laughs> nah, that movie for okay. the first time the other day. About two weeks ago, I watched it for the very first time, all the way through. Great movie. It's a good one, Coach. Awesome good movie. movie. Favorite Major League Baseball team? Uh, the Mets. Favorite music artist? Billy Joel. Have you ever seen him live? I have not. Highly recommend. I can imagine. When the Madison Square Garden opens up again, you go check him out before he, you know, Retires. What's your top Billy Joel song? Uh, moving out. Wow, that was mine too. I'm a big Down Easter Alexa guy. There's a lot of them. I mean, we could sit here and t- talk. Billy Joel's one of the greatest. Um, favorite athlete growing up? Mm. Eddie Cranepool. Who? Who? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna need an. <laughs> so Eddie Cranepool was my dad's favorite athlete. You know, so he became obviously all my brothers, uh, all of our favorite athlete. He's a he was a player for the the New York Mets. Um, okay, what position did he play? He's a first baseman. Yeah, power hitter. Um, yeah, you know, you New York guy. Um, and I don't know why my dad really loved the guy, but he just loved the guy. Uh, <laughs> he wore number seven, so that's you know through high school that was my number. I wore number seven all the time. So all right, yeah. Hmm. There you have it. What's one thing off your bucket list that you haven't done yet? Win a national championship. Great answer. Uh, if you could have one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? One food. Anything. God. doesn't even have to be healthy. That's the best part about this. I guess like steak and potatoes. Meat and potatoes. Yeah. Okay. Simple man. If you could be one animal, what would it be? 
<laughs> where you get these questions yeah, from? They're, they're, I mean, there's, there's a hawk. An, okay. Okay. We've had that before, I think, a hawk. A hawk, yep. Okay. All right, this is, our, this is my favorite one. You're having a dinner, dinner party, you can invite four people that are alive. Who, who are they going to be? Okay. Um, my parents. Okay. You got two more. My wife. Okay. Uh, how do you pick one of your kids, you know? I mean, you can't. So then maybe you got to pick somebody else. You got to leave them out, I guess. So so I would go Invite three. For dessert. I'd go three, <laughs> and then i have everybody else on Zoom. Okay. okay. I res- that's a very right. creative answer. I like that. The computer will be the fourth that's person. That's right. Everybody, that's, I'm going to let that one slide. It's a big move. We've never had that before. Right. First that's- time. Great answer. First time. That's a great answer. So, uh, so Rapid Fire has now brought up a question to me that I I've like never it. thought about before. You said you grew up wearing number seven. Yes. But you coach in number 22. Why? So when I got to Southern, um, seven was my first choice. And uh, Frankie Moore, who was the assistant coach at the time, wore number seven. So my and I had no idea who wore what numbers. Right. So then um, I said this. They said, "Well, give us another number." And I said, "Well, I want. No, I'll take number one." That was Joe B's number. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't getting number one. Right. So then, um, then I had to pick another number. So I was like, "All right, how about twenty-two? That was the other assistant coach's number. Jeez. So I said, all right, this is my fourth number now. I said, how about five? Five was my mom's best uh, favorite number because of Joe DiMaggio. So I said, I'll take five. So my freshman year, I wore five. And then the pitching coach left. So 22 became available. And then I took 22. And now your son wore number 23? 21. 21. Is that, now did he normally wear 22, but he couldn't because? No, 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 no. He was a big Paul O'Neill fan. Okay. Yeah, so that's where 21 came in. Paul you know, O'Neill. It just so happens that it's 21, 22. Right. And it's pretty cool. We have one photo from the World Series um, where um, he was going into the batter's box and, and there was a timeout. I went up to him, put my arm around him. And so our two numbers were side by side. That's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That's awesome. Was he fiery like Paul O'Neill? Yeah, he was. <laughs> no doubt. That's I awesome. like it. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, and I guess I never, I never thought about the whole number thing until you just brought up the fact that you wore number seven growing up. Yeah, yeah. So you were in football and baseball. Yeah, Notre Dame. Yeah, nice. I always wore number seven. Interesting. I think this this was great. Yeah, I learned, I learned a lot of new things. I mean, I've, I've known oh, you for a long pleasure. time. Learned a lot of new things about you today. Well, it's great to have a chat with three of my favorite people here at Southern this Connecticut. This is great. This was awesome. Yeah, looking forward to uh, getting out to the ballpark. Can't wait to see the the team this year, Coach. Yeah, yeah we we good appreciate luck. your time. When's your first? Can we officially say when his first game is? Ken, are we allowed to talk about that? Uh, I think it's we're releasing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll wait. We'll wait. Okay. I think that's one of the things being hashed out right now. Okay. All right. Well, we're excited to see you guys play. I can't right. wait to to watch you guys out on the field. Yeah. Hopefully, the snow clears and we'll get out there soon. Yeah. Play great. ball. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, Tuesdays Thanks, and Fridays, coach. all or nothing. Rate, subscribe, like. Rate, subscribe, review. Review. All or nothing podcast. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Wherever you can find a podcast. All or nothing out. This is great.